Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Dear World Love Delilah, the quotable podcast with me, Darcy Lee, a moment meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. And I am super glad that you're here. So if you're joining me because you need the occasional reminder of your pure badassery or innate awesomeness, if you need help silencing that inner critic, getting through a tough day, want to be a part of a community of people who are dedicated to suiting up and showing up fully for their lives, or if you just want to be able to, at the end of it all, say, I did all I wanted to do with this life. I put it all on the table and I lived this life as fully, authentically, and courageously as I could, then welcome, because you, my friend, are in the right place. Every week, I will come here with something fun, fantastic, and authentic for you in all different ways. Some days, I'll bring you amazing people, some of whom you may have heard of because they are amazing out loud, and some of whom you need to hear of because their remarkable gifts are too good to be kept behind the curtain any longer. Other days, we may discuss an incredible book or share a beautiful idea that will help you truly live the life that you want to live. We will enjoy the fun things, tackle the difficult things, and together we will meet. We will dream, we will learn, and we will laugh. Together, we will take this life by the horns and we will live it until the living is done. So, my fellow rock stars, are you ready for an adventure? Here's to the journey. I am really excited. Let's do this. Dear world, I'm sending you so much warmth and light. Love, Delilah. David Banks, PhD, is a certified behavioral consultant and is the director of career development for the city of Chattanooga. Dr. Banks' passion for empowering people to move from survival to success led him to create the community workforce ecosystem, the objective of which is to equip and empower participants to break down barriers to success by providing them with the skills necessary to gain employment, retain attention, and achieve promotion. An expert in relationships, leadership development, motivation, and purpose discovery, Dr. Banks has worked in the field of personal and professional development for over 20 years, conducting trainings nationally and internationally in places such as India, Mexico, Australia, Trinidad, and Tobago. And, as though the man does not do enough, he has also authored two books, one which pertains to marriage called Draw Me Close, and another pertaining to leadership entitled It Starts With Me. And this one we're doing in Dr. Banks' office, which is on the south side of Chattanooga. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because I actually recorded a couple episodes the other day and I mentioned Dr. Banks in those episodes, not knowing which was going to release first. <laughs> um, so I do want to tell you just for a second how I even kind of met Dr. Banks and I went to this conference for the partnership, which was super well put together. I mean, this was, yeah, this was a powerful conference. Uh, And I was actually there as a vendor. But the neat thing is, is that vendors get to sit in on the different talks when, you know, the whole crowd disappears and there's no one at their table. And so the very first talk that I snuck into was Dr. Banks, and I had never heard of him. I hope that does <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't even say that because a few minutes prior when we got the uh, agendas, Katherine Jeter saw your name. She's like, ooh, Dr. Banks is speaking. I love Dr. Banks. So I did actually <laughs> just before going in, and that is why I went into that That's one. <laughs> um, and I stood at the back of the room, and I didn't even bring a notebook or pen because I wasn't sure how long I'd be in there. I had no idea what the talk was going to consist of. Uh, and then I found myself within moments on my phone, taking all of my notes on my phone. And I was terrified that you were going to like look up at me and think that I was just like playing on my phone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I'm just you know diligently taking these notes and writing things down. And I knew immediately. I mean, if y'all have the opportunity, I know that. Not everyone who listens is in Chattanooga. Um, but if you have the opportunity to hear Dr. Banks talk, it's really fun because one thing that I really loved was that you're just very down to earth. That's right. Like you have, you know, high hopes, big dreams, your feet are on the ground, and it's like we can do both. We That's can right. have both. Very much so. Very uh, and much I really so. enjoyed that talk. So. Excellent. Thank you. Thank and you. I, I wanted to let my listeners know kind of how this all came about. And another neat thing was that. Um, I asked him that day if he would do the podcast. Didn't even hesitate. So I was like, woohoo, <laughs> super excited. Uh, and then he was kind enough to sit down with me for lunch uh, a few right. weeks later. That's right. 
And so that's when we got to kind of talk about the details of the podcast, but also just be able to kind of compare notes um, because we're really, we're passionate about the same thing. Very much so. Uh, and we have a lot of the same ideas, which is really neat. You know, I'm intrigued by the, the science of mindset. And one of the first things you did was have me write down, you know, the whole thing about words to thoughts to the That's chemical right. reactions. So That's right. I love that. <laughs> so, y'all, this is good stuff. We're all on the same page. Um, so what would you say that you are most proud of? Uh, and it can be it could be professionally or personally. But what do you feel that you're most proud of today? Um. I guess really, Darcy, accomplishing and getting my PhD. Because growing up, uh, that was kind of a very far-fetched idea. Uh, I think that really goes back to my mother because she, she really pushed us. She really wanted us to make sure that we got an education. So after my mother pushed me to get, you know, my four-year degree, you know, my bride, Sylvia, we've been married for 27 years, and Darcy, she is amazing. Because when I got married, uh, I guess growing up in a negative home, my self-confidence wasn't really where it needed to be, and my self-esteem, and my bride really was very instrumental, because she said, you know, you got your um, BA in psychology, why don't you move on and get your master's and PhD? And I just thought, oh my goodness, no, no, no. And she really encouraged me. And, uh, you know, we, we had just recently married. Um, so she was so um, accommodating, you know, when I had to study and uh, taking care of things. So in 1996, uh, that's when I received it. And so looking back on that, I just really thank her so much for just really being that encourager and just really supporting me. That is awesome. Awesome. So to, a shout out to Sylvia. That's Woo-hoo. right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's right. Awesome. So would you mind to share, do you have anything, any kind of daily routines or practices that you believe contribute to your success as you define success? Very much so. I, I really think mastering your mornings, Darcy, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Mastering your morning. So I wake up every morning between 4.30 and 5, and I use that time to really, really kind of get myself focused for that day. Uh, So I spend time meditating, um, an affirmation, uh, listening to a pep talk. So I spend a good hour just really prepping my mind getting ready because so many times we live in a life where we either let circumstances or the weather dictate what kind of day we're going to have. You know, we listen to Paul, the meteorologist, and I'm realizing, Darcy, that's not how you need to determine your day. I direct what kind of day I'm going to have. And um, so I would say for people, if they really want to understand success, you got to master your mornings. you got Mm -hmm. to harness you can't wake up late. You can't rush. You got to get yourself. So, you know, by the time I walk out uh, my house, uh, 7.30 or 8, Darcy, I'm ready to conquer the world. Yes. <laughs> I have. So regardless of what comes throughout that day, I'm ready because I've mentally prepared myself. So whatever crazy, negative, critical, whatever tries to come attack me, uh, I got my shield. So I am very much prepared. Awesome. So a couple of things on that. One, uh, listeners, if you have not yet got your hands, I have a free 10-page e-guide that's five small ways to make big changes in your life. Um, and I think the very first one is to wake up earlier. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I do talk about how, you know, don't go overboard because if you try to get up two hours earlier the first time, then there's a good chance you'll get discouraged and go back to bed <laughs> and be like, you know, whatever. That's right. <laughs> the that's early bird right. can have that worm, right? That does kind of beg the question, though. Does that mean that you never have a bad day or a difficult day? Does that mean you never kind of get caught up or stuck? Well, there's a word that I have adopted. It's called reset. 
I use that so when I see myself allowing something in that day to discourage me or frustrate me, that word comes back up. All right, David, you know, because I I definitely want to let people know I am human. I do have emotions. So things do frustrate me. Things do discourage me. But I guess I've just really programmed in my mind to when I see that is happening, I just, my mind just kind of reminds me, let's let's press reset and let's get back focused. So I have to, I've had to do that a couple of times (laughs) during this week. (laughs) Just press that reset button and just like, all right, let's get back focused. All right, let's get back in your, in your focus. And I think that's another thing, Darcy, most people don't know, um, I guess the area they need to stay in. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole thing is making sure that I stay under the auspices of peace and joy. I want to stay mm-hmm. in that. I want to stay in that covering peace and joy. So when I see myself getting out of that or something is trying to take me out of that and sometimes it wins, that's when I press this reset. Okay, David, see, you, you're out of that covering. Let's press reset. Let's get yourself together. And let's just get back in that. And that's how I do it. And do you have to kind of start all over with all this time of praying and meditating or whatever you do? Like what kind of tangible practice do you st- do you do in that moment to reset? Is it as simple as, okay, stop it? Or is it like more? In two ways. If it's, if it's, if I catch it early, I just like, okay, just stop, pause. All right, let's just reset. Now, if it's something that, really got the best of me and I'm worried about something um, the element of writing mm. you know I sit down when I see myself have really drifted away from my covering I sit down and it's like alright what's on my mind and I start writing down what's what's going on what's going on and then through that process and realizing alright I see you're worried about this you're frustrated about this okay now let's get a plan to get this and always let's get back. So it depends on how far I get out from it. If I'm realizing I'm just kind of stepping out, you know, we're in here, I'm stepping out there. Okay, just reset, get back here. But if all of a sudden... You're in like Zimbabwe. I'm (laughs) way away. Then I need to sit down and I write. I write, what's what's going on? Why do I seemingly feel discouraged or anxious about it? So I sit down and write it out and then just kind of um, get it back. All right. I think people absolutely underestimate the power of writing. I tell you, Darcy. It is one so of the right. two most so powerful right. tools. Yeah. Because I tell people when I am training, as, you know, yesterday um, I did a training, a webinar, hmm. and I asked them, how many of you worry? And, man, so many hands. And I said, let me give you a cure for worrying. Whatever you are worried about, it can fit on one line on a piece of paper. Because so many times when you're worried, long as in your mind, it seems so big, you know? Like, oh my God, I'm just... But if you can put it in perspective and realize, let's just put it on one line on a piece of paper, and you realize, wow, you mean I'm really freaking out about that? It can fit on one line. So just helping people to just really get things in perspective. So writing... Writing is a huge power. There's nothing so big as it is when it's in our head. I know. Oh, well said. Well said, Darcy. Awesome. Um, So career-wise, we talked about kind of what has been a defining moment in your personal life and how that led to career. But career-wise, outside of your PhD, maybe after, maybe in addition to, what has been a defining moment for you career-wise? Um. I think in 2016, when I um, took this position at the city, because I've always wanted to do major impacts. You know, for so many years, I was a counselor. Person comes in my office, sit on the couch, we talk about their life issues, and I realized, you know, I enjoyed that. I did it for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I really want to develop a major impact. So... Taking this position at the city, really, I remember talking to 
my supervisor and he said the whole city is at your disposal whatever you need to be able to impact this city we'll back you and make sure that happens so I think that was huge so now I am in a position now instead of just working on you know one client um, at a time now I've created a system that can affect the whole city so I've really enjoyed that. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about that system. Um, the system that I've developed, when I came, being the uh, director of career development, when I came, you know, I spent time talking to employers, and they were constantly saying, we can't find good talent. You know, we just can't find it. And the way our systems are set up, you know, we're looking for the best, but unfortunately we can't always find the best. I spent time talking to uh, people in this city, and they, they are constantly saying, Dr. Banks, you know, I really want to work, but, you know, I got some nicks on my record, or I got some things in my past. So I realized, you know, I really need to develop a system to really get these two people together. Because, you know, if you are looking for top talent, sometime that top talent may have some marks in their history. So I developed this community workforce ecosystem where I take people uh, and take them through a training. I developed a training called Success in Life and in the Workplace. After that, I connect them with either agencies or human resources companies, and they work with me to groom them to get ready for employers. And Darcy is working. <laughs> it's working. And it's just really seeing people's lives change because several people have come and said, Dr. Banks, if it wasn't for this system, I never would have been able to apply for this company because this company is not necessarily seeing them yet. They are getting in touch with the agencies. Mm -hmm. So this agency says, I'm going to speak on Mr. Martin's behalf. He's been well vetted. He's been through training. Give him a chance. Well, if Mr. Martin just went to the company, wouldn't have happened that way. So it's really the companies are pleased because they are getting some great talent that they never would have looked at if yeah. it hadn't been for this system. And the people are just really loving it because they are getting opportunities they never thought they could have. Uh, that gives me goosebumps. I mean, <laughs> when you think, like, we are so human. And to be human is a beautiful and amazing and magical thing. And... We focus so much on the imperfections that define being human or part of the definition. And so you have people that made mistakes or poor choices. I mean, people who didn't have like a toolbox, you know, who didn't have the tools and skills necessary to make better choices. And then they have, whether it be criminal records, reputations, like they have these things holding them back for decades. That's right. You know, yes. and they're not, I mean, so now they're suffering. And we have people coming out of prison who served their time, they paid their dues, but they come out and suffer more unnecessarily. And then you also have, and we never think of it about from the employer's point of view, they're missing out on tremendous workers so. because of bias or fear or just a lack of understanding. That's right. That's right. So it's a win-win. And yeah. that's how I work. I want it to be a win-win situation. So the companies, they are excited. Uh, the families, you know, are excited. So it, it's great. Yeah, everybody needs a second chance. I believe that. And sometimes a third. So, <laughs> you know, I think if I only ever got a second chance, oh, I know then, it, like, we would be sitting oh, here my right goodness. now. I know it. I know it. Awesome. So um, what lessons or areas regarding personal growth do you feel like you're working on right now or still working on personally? Um. Personally, I'm really kind of discovering things that are still embedded inside of me, that I, I stay very reflective and just realizing that, wow, you know, I have a lot of more ideas on the inside of me and just mm -hmm. really tapping into that. Because like you said, uh, next time you interview me, I'm going to be a 10. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, Darcy, I guess for so long in my life, I was so afraid. I was so afraid to tap into my creativity because it didn't look like the norm. Mm. And I was like, man, 
what are people going to say? You know, what are, so when I start developing things, what are people going to, uh, but I'm realizing, you know, I really don't care now. I really don't care. So I'm just really excited about this new journey of just constantly going inside of me and just creating things I did not know I had and being doing that for me, but really also developing a system to help people. Because as a counselor, for so many years, so many people are so afraid mm -hmm. to go inside. Mm -hmm. Why? Because normally when you go inside, the very first thing that you come encounter with is your past and the pain of your past. Mm -hmm. And some people, they don't want to deal with that. So they stay in denial, and that's why they do all these other things, because that's something they never want to come to terms with. I got to sit down and really come to terms with my past. Well, if I do that, pain is the next step, and I don't want to feel pain. But if they just press through that, they will find a whole arena, a whole different dimension in their life that is unbelievable to really help people develop that because as a counselor I was trained to only just help them come to grips with their past and after that see ya. see you later you know I've done but I remember uh, after I got my PhD uh, I went on later and got certifications in being a certified behavior consultant being a life coach because I'm realizing I can use that after they go through their pain and it's like, wow, okay, I've come to terms with my past, kind of got my pain healed up. What's next? Well, as a counselor, I was like, oh, well, that's the only thing <laughs> I'm really trained to do. But being a, a coach says, you know, there's a whole different world that's still inside of you that is really untapped. So I think, Darcy, that has just been totally exciting. So helping people discover their purpose is just has been a major, major asset to just help people realize all of the awesome things inside of them. Yeah, that's awesome. As you were as you were talking about, I had this image in my head of like that pain and that past literally being a door. And then on the other side of the door is oh, yes. everything else. Oh, yes. You know, so everything right. else. So right. But what's so interesting, and sometimes it can be discouraging or scary, is that, that the, the past and the pain from the past, it's almost like a spider web. It's not like it's one event. It's, it's every story that has ever been told um, or that we've told ourselves or that we've believed about who we are and what we're capable of. You know, it's every insecurity, every fear. Um, so it, it can be a lot to unpack. It can. You know? it, that's true. Very much so. And most people, you know, sadly don't really know how to handle it because it is complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, it's a web. You touch this, that's going to lead to this. that, right. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming. So people decide the best thing to do is what? Just shut the door and don't. Don't even deal with it because right. it's, it's just too complicated I don't understand it, so let's just leave it alone. So what do you think, what kind of suggestions or advice would you give to those people who feel that way, that it's just too much, that it's too complicated? Well, I, that's why I think it's important for, you know, I, I respect counselors, you know. I was a counselor before. I respect them, but I really think um, a coach to really kind of help them understand, you know, is not necessarily you have to look at every thread, you know? Right. And you right. don't have to look at, there is a element that you can do, a technique that you can do to just really say, let's really go back and understand. Let's work it from the other angle. Instead of trying to come from this angle, let's say, let's go from this angle, which means, Let's discover your purpose. Like you said, that other door, let me tap into that other door. Now, once you understand what your purpose, then several of this will kind of start getting in alignment. Yeah, like you see what I'm saying? the pain points will actually go away when we find out. That's purpose. right. So, that is right. Yeah. And they realize, wow, you know, because sadly, you know, I don't want to be anti-counselor on this podcast, but sometimes counselors, okay, now we, we 
we've dealt with this thread for a month. <laughs> okay. Now we got a 20,000 more threads that we got to work with. And Darcy, sometime that can just really get old very fast. Now let's find out where did this event come from? And you can get so bogged down into that that you just get lost. So I decided, let me just go ahead, because I was helping a lady in Australia. I did a, uh, a Zoom uh -huh. cast with her in Australia and realizing that she was a lot of pain in her past, a lot of pain. But I didn't know all that because that's not what I was looking after. But, but when she discovered her purpose, when I helped her discover her purpose, it just really put her past in perspective. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Because I tell people, you're made up of three layers. The first layer is your purpose. That's the first thing you had when you were born, your purpose. Second is your potential. Those are two things, Darcy, that everybody is born with, not after they are born, they are born with these two. The only one that they have any type of control over after they are born is their past. Mm. So your purpose is first, potential is second, third is your past. Now, that's how we were originally designed. But, most, but society has flipped it where you ask most people, can you talk to me about your life or you? First thing they're going to do is what? Go to the third one, their past, because they have realized that their past. So I tell people, your past is only one third of who you are. Mm. It's only one third. I'm not dismissing it, no. but reality is only one third. So that lets me know that we don't have to analyze every thread. It is your past, you were affected by it, but let's really go up here and understand your purpose. And let's teach you how to tap in to your potential. And when they start focusing on those two things, it is amazing how their past just starts getting in perspective. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. I love it. I know, just talking about it, I mean, it gets me, because I mean, I think about, one of the biggest assets, like one of my greatest assets is the fact that I'm a recovering addict, you know, and it doesn't define me in the That's sense right. like, but it's so interesting because it's very much a part of my purpose, right? But the negative aspects of it doesn't define me. That's it's right. one piece of who I am. That's right. And its significance is only related to how I can help other people because of it. That's right. You know, That's it's right. just, it's so powerful. It's I love all it. so amazing. <laughs> I tell you, I love it. I mean, it. I love that. And I have this thing where um, I truly believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Uh, I don't believe in sin in the traditional, you know, religious, but what I do believe is that we have forgotten, like with a capital F. And that that's where most of our pain comes from because we've forgotten our potential. We've forgotten mm, our purpose, mm, mm. what we're capable of, what we're made of and what we're here to do. And so when we can remember some of those things, then that's where the healing begins. Uh, and then as we heal, of course, we can give our gifts to the world. That's right. You know, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so is there something, anything right now that you still sort of judge yourself on or still find that you're practicing learning to let go or learning to accept about yourself? Um, I think I've really worked through um, kind of letting go of various things, but I think now is just really accepting the fact that I was really designed to succeed. Mm -hmm. I was designed to be awesome and just really embracing that, you know, because yeah. like I said, growing up, I just grew up, my dad, I know that he loved me, but, you know, talking to my grandfather and seeing how his life was, I'm really, you know, looking back, understanding how my dad, because my grandfather was negative. Mm -hmm. And I kind of see how, why my dad was the way he was. So just really coming to the point of, David, 
the sky's the limit for you. All right. So I, I love this story. Years ago, on Friday, I would I would say I would have a dream day. And a dream day would be I would just do something to just really stretch myself. I remember one day, Darcy, on a Friday, I called Barnes & Noble. And I said, hello, do you have any books by Dr. David Banks? Darcy, I hadn't even written a book. <laughs> and they said, well, hold on for a few minutes. And they would come back and say, no, we don't, we don't have a book by Dr. Banks. And I would do that different Fridays. And I remember one Friday, I said, all right, I would like to go test drive a luxury car. Because, see, dream day, stretching, right. stretching. So I remember I went to the Mercedes and said, I said, hey, I want to drive, you know, top line Mercedes, so S-Class. And I said, yeah, let's, I want to test drive that. Now, Darcy, check this out. I got in the car. We went out, and we were going to get on the highway. Now, mind you, I had never driven a luxury car, hundred and something <laughs> thousand dollars. So when we got on the uh, ramp, he said, I want you to just push it. And when I hit that gas, I'm talking Dorsey. <laughs> it was like, oh. And I got scared. And I put my foot on the brakes. Mm. And he's like, this car knows what to do. And he said, just, just press it. And I did it again, and I put my foot on the brakes. So when we got back, and afterwards, I always like to go and reflect. I go to a coffee shop, and I was sitting there, and I was like, why? Why did I keep putting my foot on the brakes? And it, then it hit me. And I said, you know, that's how sometimes we live. Yes. You know, we get this idea, and it's just like, just go for it. But what do we do? Uh, uh, no, I don't think I can do that. You see? And yes. it just hit me. Darcy, it just <laughs> hit me. David, don't do that. You know? Just go with it. You know, so many times... We get these great ideas, and we just, let's just go with it. Just want to do a podcast? Let's just go with it. Just go. But so many people, no. And then we start, what, coming up with crazy excuses? No. Who? I remember when I would, uh, wrote my first book, I had to deal with that. I, uh, and then these, I guess the, these, I call them break thoughts, mm. start coming. All the other marriage books, and I... Oh, Darcy, I had to fight. I had to fight through that. And I got it out. And I'm just learning more and more to get to the point where I got to get that break thought out of, get it under control. Because, and the more and more, it's like a double-edged sword. The more I'm understanding what's more inside of me, it's like that break thought. Like, uh, because now, you know, I want to do something, Darcy, to affect, the whole world. Mm. I want to create a system to impact the whole entire world. And I know an idea is going to come for that. So, um, but now I'm, I'm getting more and more. And, and also, I think also having people in your life. Because you can have a break thought, but you can have some break people. Absolutely. Come on, Darcy. Come and on. And you know what? They don't even, it's not even that they're trying to be that way. It's just they don't realize they're putting the brakes on their own life. That's and right. then when you start to drive faster, we're like, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. I have like hey, a, we got to go in there together because, yes. you know, sometimes when you're driving and you have a kid in the car and you're stopping, you, you stop, but what do you do? You, you put yes. your hand out. Like, okay, hold. And I think that's what people do. Like you said, I don't think sometimes. They know what they're doing, but I hear some people's like, well, David, I'm, I'm just really trying to protect you. Yeah. That's what they yeah. say. I'm just trying to protect you. You know, I just, yeah, you. I just don't want you to just get, you know, I got to make sure you stay grounded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will oh, never yeah. forget the first time I was in treatment because I've always been that way. I've known. And here's the thing is I'm going to say this out loud to you. But it's hard to say out loud because even saying it out loud makes me feel guilty. But like I've known since I was nine years old that I was special. Like I've known that I was going to do something. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes, it's like, yes, yes. But you even say that to people and they're like, 
oh yeah <laughs> you know i mean it's so, it's it's so nice hard to be positive sometimes because is. people are so negative and people forget we're all that way like we're all meant to be amazing That's like right. we are made of carbon and stardust like the same stuff as the sun and the moon you know what i mean we're meant to be right. amazing but because they have such a hard time sometimes believing it for themselves then it's hard for them to believe it for you. Very much you so. You know? Very much so. Um, and that's just, it's such a powerful, because you read more and more that we're not, we always talk about being afraid of failing. And that's not the real fear. Most people are really afraid of succeeding. And that's that you had every opportunity to go as fast as you wanted. And as soon as you thought you might succeed, like, you know, have the entire experience, you're like, that's right. You know, so right. It's the success we're afraid of. What will it change? What will it mean for us? Will we be able to keep it up? You know, or are we going to be like a one hit wonder? There are all those fears that come with reaching our full potential. That's right. Not knowing that, like, we are, like, we're. We're in the midst of exploding with that potential. That's right. You know? That's right. So and and we we don't know how to handle that. Yeah. We don't know how to do that because we've learned how to live safe. Yeah. We learn how to live safe. Which is really to, not safe. It's not. It's not because you're thinking, wow, start your own company? Oh my God. No, no. Why don't you stay here with this job? You got four hundred one K. Okay. Do you know how that at any given time, they can decide, we don't need you. Yes. You know, you think, oh, get out there and not have a steady income. But you, little do you know, thinking that this job is it's so secure steady. when they can say at any time, we're downsizing and you got to go. Or we're moving to Mexico and we're no longer here. Yeah, we have this warped sense, like a perception of what security means. That's right. You know, right. it's not reality based. That's right. So true. So true. Uh, oh, all right. Let's see. We've talked a little bit about this, but I would like to kind of get into some specifics. Um, what do you hope that your work does? Like, what do you hope that people experience when they you know, sit in on a talk or read a book of yours or have a conversation like this. Excellent. Oh, I was working on this. Darcy, ooh, I was ooh. ready for you. <laughs> uh, I want people, anytime when I come into, when people encounter me, either in a talk or in a conversation, the number one thing I want them to do is to act. A-C-T. What is that? In any talk that I do, one-on-one, group, crowd, because as I look back over all of my talks, the first thing I always want people to do is to analyze their present situation. That's what I want them to do. It was amazing when I started looking back. Look back at all your talks. Every talk that I do, always want them first to analyze their situation. Second, see is to conceive and construct a blueprint for success. That's what I want them to do. I first want them to analyze. When I do it, when I work with couples, when I work with organizations, when I work with individuals, I want them first, analyze where you are. Second, start conceiving and start constructing a blueprint to succeed. And then T, I want them to take action. I just don't want them there to sit there and feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, that was so nice, Dr. May. Uh-uh-uh-uh. I want you to take action because now I'm sure in somewhere in my presentation, I've given you some practical principles. And I want you to take action and make sure you do it. That is what I want when people come in encounter with Dr. Banks. That is awesome. I love that. I love that. And when you think about it, it's so, it's simple, you know, it's evaluating where you are. That's right. And then thinking about where you want to be and how to get there, outlining in a sense. Exactly. And then start doing it. That's it. That's Do it. it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> That's what I want, Darcy. All right. So what is one thing that you wish someone, anyone had told, say, 10-year-old you or 13-year-old you? about anything. It could be life, love, sex, 
you know, being a man, being human, being black, anything? What's one thing that you wish someone had told you or prepared younger you for? Oh, wow. Great question. I would really think helping me to understand my original design, those three things, purpose, potential, my past, to understand how that, because, you know, at 10, definitely light hadn't hadn't happened yet I'm only 10 years old but if someone would have said David you're 10 now you're going to have a lot of things that you experience in your life but always remember what's your biggest portion of who you are your purpose and your potential man if someone would have done that man it would have continued to allow me to put my past in perspective because see most people they don't have any type of perspective so when something happens in their past, since they don't have any kind of perspective, right. it controls them. Right. But to understand now that, wow, if someone would have told me back then, so here I am, eight, ten years old, going through life, you know, if I took a test and failed it, that wasn't going to be the end of my life. Okay, all right, you, you, you failed the test, all right? Or you got a rejection. You you asked the girl out on a date. She said no. Okay, so that's that's not going to destroy you. That is not going to determine who you are when you are 25. That's just events. Mm -hmm. Wow, man, that would have helped tremendously. Yeah, yeah. And all we can do now is like do that for someone else, exactly. which is what you're doing. Very much so. Awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. What is your superpower? What is my <laughs> superpower? <laughs> oh, my superpower is is creative. Ah. I have the superpower to create. So whatever I'm facing, I if I process it, I can create a solution. I can create. That's one thing I awesome. like to do. I can create. I'm very quick to create things. Right. But you got to give me time to process. But once I can process it, I can create. Oh, and, my goodness. I love it. What, what color is your creative cape? Uh, oh, definitely navy blue. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> navy blue. <laughs> and how come navy blue? Uh, for whatever reason, Darcy, I love the color Okay. I just, I love, I think is. I think you've worn blue every time I've seen you. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm like, wait a second, he's wearing blue right now, folks. Uh, yeah, blue. I just okay. like blue. It's, it's not like, it's not super, you know, pop, but it it is just, it's just that calm. Because yeah, when yeah. I go in any place, I, it's not my focus to be the, uh, star of the room you know i don't go in anything hey i'm here that's not i'm subtle right but you do you will eventually know that i'm there and i think that's what blue does you oh, know okay. blue it comes in and but all of a sudden at the end of the night people you remember that blue remember that <laughs> yeah. dr Banks? i all like right. that just come in subtle but you you will eventually be remembered yeah. So sometimes when you come in loud, at first people can get annoyed. Right. But when you come in subtle and just stay subtle. Slow play. Slow play. You talk to different people and this. At the end of the night, wow, you remember Dr. Banks? Yeah. Yeah. That's not like that. And not to mention, I mean, blue is the color of the sky, the ocean. See? Right. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Um, if you had a microphone that reached every corner of the earth, like every nook and cranny, every single person, every language, what is the message that you would want to send out? Oh, my goodness. I would say to the whole world, go back and discover your original design. Hmm. Yeah, man, I would tell. And then give them some principles of how to do that. Because, Darcy, if we all really understood how we were originally designed and walk in that, man, life would be so much better. Yeah. Because when you live within your past, 
and you live in that pain, what do you end up doing with other people? You end up hurting them. But if you truly understood your original design is that your purpose, potential, and the third of you is what you've been through and you start living like that, life would be at a whole nother level. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you ever heard that quote? It's, it's, uh, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because wow. what the world needs is people who have come alive. That's it. That's it. Because I tell people your purpose, your inside purpose is a solution to an outside problem. Yeah. And if everybody truly understood their purpose, it could solve a lot of problems. Because problems are indirect correlation with people not knowing their purpose. Forgetting with a capital F. Yes, forgetting that's right. Forgetting what they're here for, so what right. capable of. And man, Darcy, most, majority of people have forgotten. Yes. They have forgotten. Yes. Of why they, because society focused more on when you were born. You know, if yeah. more people would ask the question instead of when were you born and start asking the questions why, why? different. Oh. We, if we, you know, I asked, when were you born? And I was like, how do you know your birthday? You didn't even think. How do you know that? Because that's something society celebrates. Birthday, birthday, Facebook. Oh, they tell you. All these people, they got their birth. But if we turn that attention and start asking people, why were you born? And if they knew that just as powerful as when. Like just as quickly. And just exactly. As exactly. Wow. That is powerful. Oh. And that's, 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 that's one of my assignments yeah. is to help people understand their why. Yeah. Oh. Um, so as far as like question questions, that's all I've got. I am wondering, is there anything you're currently working on? Any new projects? Any new writings? Uh, I am now, Darcy, working on children's books. <gasps> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, my first book is called My Daddy's Coat. Awesome. And the whole focus of this is this little boy, they were moving, him and his family moved to a new house. And he saw a box. Inside of this box was a coat, his daddy's coat. But inside of the coat had some notes in it. The first note said, you are awesome. There is no one like you. The mm-hmm. next one, you are smart. You are the smartest student in your class. Next one, you are brave. You do not need to fear. You are full of courage. The next one, you are love. There are people who care about you and believe in you. So they are in each two in this one, two in this one. So he grabbed those notes and eventually pulled them out. And he <coughs> adjusted them instead of saying, you are love. He changes to I am love. Affirmations. Affirmations. So he decided to put this around his mirror so every morning before going to school, he could see these affirmations. Mm. And I did this one the first time. Uh, Downstairs is preschoolers. So I invited them up and I read it to them. And Darcy, they loved it really oh my goodness they they just thought it was so wonderful so i'm excited so it was exciting so that's just one of many projects that i'm working on so yeah that is great that is great (laughs) so y'all have to keep an eye out for dr banks children's that's right that's right Um, And then tell us, Dr. Banks, where can people find you if people want to know more about what you're doing and talks that are happening and all that good stuff? Well, Facebook is the best place. So they can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dr. David Banks. All right. Is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, No, Darcy, thank you. You've been an excellent host, and uh, yeah, you really asked some awesome questions. So, oh, thank you. Very All nice. All right. Very nice. Well, ladies and gents, you heard it here first. I hope that you enjoyed it. I feel like that was an incredible interview. 
so much fun. I love when we get to sit down with somebody and just really be like, oh, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> like, those are the best conversations to have. So I hope that it felt that way for you. Um, if you guys liked it, please share it. Uh, and find Dr. Banks on Facebook. He's super cool, down to earth, has a lot to offer. Uh, and and I hope that our paths will cross. Maybe they'll cross at one of his talks. So, thank you. <sighs> All right, friends. Here is where we will end this episode of Dear World, Love, Delilah. Thank you so, so much for being here. I will say it today and I will say it every single episode. You are the reason I do this and you are the reason that I get to do this. I'm having so much fun here and I'm really, really grateful to be able to spend this time with you. Seriously, thank you for this and for all the love that you give me between episodes each week. The emails, the Facebook messages, the love that you give me on social media and the reviews you leave on iTunes. You guys are rock stars, and I'm just super fortunate that I get to be in the band. So with that, if you liked this episode, if you feel like it had bits of juicy, yummy goodness that can help someone you know, someone you care about, then I hope you'll take a moment and share it. Share it on Facebook or on Instagram, tell a friend, and then maybe take another moment to leave a review on iTunes. These little actions make a huge difference for me and my team. Sharing is caring, <laughs> and every little bit helps. Also, if you haven't gotten your hands on my free 10-page e-guide to taking small steps to making big changes in your life, and you want that e-guide, of course you want it, it's free and it's awesome, just go to darcylee.com and get it there. I wrote it for those of you who, like me, know in your heart of hearts that there is more for you, that you want to do more, that you are capable of more. And while the idea of more or better is exciting, the idea of where to begin can be overwhelming. I get it. So the e-guide is just about starting with some small steps, which will yield some really big results. I hope it helps. And if it does, if you read it and like it, then maybe you'll send a friend or loved one to my site, darcylee.com, so that they can get their hands on it too. Oh, and a little something extra. One of my other little side passions is all things paper. All the paper. <laughs> and hot glue and fabric and buttons. But mostly and most passionately, I create paper flowers. Uh, and I've created a page where we can all play with some of that stuff together. So if you want to check any of that out, you can go to facebook.com slash allthewhimsy. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y. And if you're interested in an online book club, then you can go to my other page, uh, which is at Dear Delilah XO on Facebook, uh, or you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash read, share, slay book club, and you can join us there. We would love to have you. All right, so before signing off, I want to give a special thanks to my badass executive producer, Wayne Renbure, without whom I'd be lost, and also to my dad, who just joined my team. And, of course, I want to thank you one more time for being here. I truly hope you got something you needed, and I can't wait to be here with you again next week. So, with that, dear world, I'm sending you so many hugs and kisses. Love, Delilah.